you know what? I want to first say I'm a recovering alcoholic and alcoholics still are late sometimes. And I am <laughs> late as hell. I um, jet lagged from coming in from Greece uh, yesterday. And, um, and that's that. So I apologize. Um, I remember when I was too prideful to apologize, I would have preferred to lie to you and pretend like none of this happened. And, uh, but hanging around some recovered alcoholics taught me that there was a better way to live a life. One that I didn't have to pretend, one that I was loved when, even when I wasn't perfect. So, um, but I absolutely wanna talk about step six. And so I'll add a few things to D. One of the things she really focused on that, that I really liked was this idea of, you know, it says in here, it says, we're entirely ready. Well, let me tell you, I drank for 17 years and I, over those years, I wasn't ready to do much of shit. I was losing my mental capacity and um, I wasn't even ready to admit that I was, I had a problem. But of course, like many alcoholics, I had a problem and that problem hit a wall and that wall took me to the, the church with the red door where I knew all you alcoholics were. And, uh, and I started the process of becoming like you. First, getting sober, and second, choosing recovery. See, I, I just wanted recovery. I just wanted sobriety at first. I just wanted to stop drinking because I saw that that was getting me in trouble. I was blacking out and that got me in big trouble. So just show me how not to black out and I'll be okay. <laughs> and they laughed at me and they said, you know, stick around, stick around for recovery. And I think that step two and three were the first steps that I got a snag with because I wasn't willing to believe in a power greater than myself. And I certainly wasn't gonna turn my life over any of that. I thought of that as religion and I hated religion. I was an atheist, I was political, I was radical. I didn't need all that garbage and dependency. Well, of course, you know, that didn't last. I ended up learning how to depend on the group and the sponsor and the words, the people that were written and left a legacy for me. So step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Let me tell you how I saw that for years. I saw that as not asking God to remove my defects of character, but that I would begin to see how my behavior was bad and I was gonna change my own behavior. That was my interpretation of step six for many years. <laughs> I knew I was ready to start changing, but I didn't think God had anything to do with it. I began to see my behavior got in the way of me getting the things that I needed and wanted, but I was gonna change them because I was aware now after doing step four that I had defects of character. And uh, so what was the process of getting ready really like? So now I'm gonna tell you the truth. I could not get ready to ask God to help me until I got humble, until I could admit that on my own, I couldn't stop controlling. Yes, I had had sobriety, but I certainly learned after having a couple of years of sobriety that my problem was more than just drinking. My problem was my thinking and the lifestyle I had created in the relationships I was living. So here I was having to do something. I had to ask for help. 
I had to ask somebody, a grown ass woman for some help. And for me, getting ready to do that was very hard. I grew up as a poor black woman in a rough ass family in Detroit and we didn't ask anybody for shit. That was a sign of weakness in the culture I grew up in. So here I joined this fellowship that says, guess what? Ask somebody to show you how to do it. And that is what that getting ready, entirely ready was about for me. That I had to ask my sponsor, you know, what do I do when they're all drinking and I'm not going to drink? Do I stay at Thanksgiving dinner or not? <laughs> you know, do I pontificate about how they ought to stop drinking or do I keep my mouth shut in my own business? And I kept presenting one scenario after another to her because it was about my defects of character that I really didn't know how to deal with. My controlling, my pretending, my exaggeration, my lying, my not showing up, my sometime being late. These were my actions that impacted the way I related to other people. And I had to find out how the people in the program, particularly my sponsor, handled those things. And she said that, why don't you ask people in the rooms and then eventually you'll ask God. I didn't believe that, but I began to try it. And people began to give me the suggestions that worked in their life. They began to tell me parts of literature that I could read that showed how other people got ready, particularly that book, Living Sober, which I found very helpful. And then eventually, somewhere along that journey, I remember being in a situation where I said, God, how do you think I can handle this? And the God of my understanding at that time was a woman in a boat that came to me in my bedroom at 3.30 in the morning in a boat. That makes no sense, I bet to you, but that's my higher power. And I remember she saying, reaching her hand out in that boat and asking me to get in the boat, stop treading life and water and let me help you. And from that moment on in that boat where somebody else was rowing, taking me down the path, I felt something I had never felt before that was protected and guided. And in that space, I lost the fear and that ego that I could ask for what I needed. So getting ready for me was about humility, practicing the ability to ask for help when I needed it. Thanks for letting me share.